to Gear and Beer. Today, my guest is Andrew Hulschult, the pride of Rowlett, Texas, <laughs> Barry himself from Barry and the Friends. Andrew, <laughs> cheers, buddy. Cheers. Welcome. Glad to be here. This is, uh, this is a show that we call Gear and Beer. This is the first remote session that we've done. Uh, but this is gear and beer, but you uh, are not a beer drinker, and I don't know that I've ever seen you drink a beer. I'm sure you have drank <laughs> a beer, but I can't recall witnessing it. But uh, So we're going to do whiskey tonight, so I'm just going to finish this beer. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I was never a beer person, for the most part. Well, since this is special, this is, uh, again, our first, we call this uh, remote podcast I figure I would drink the last of my Blantons here. Oh, there you go. Sitting, waiting for something. <clears throat> Ooh. Uh, you got to zoom in on the, on the this glass is gonna make fill. For, this is going to make for great audio. ASMR Robert edition. That's true. Get at me for, on Patreon. <laughs> uh, email me at Venmo. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I got some, uh, I got some whiskey now. Uh, so, where you live now? You're, I know you're from Rowlett, Texas, but uh, you don't live there any longer. No, I'm technically in Dallas, but I might as well be in Addison. Copy. Kinda. You're in, you're in Nordal, Northeast Dal. Yeah, um, uh, far north Dal, some might say. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, That's cool. But yeah, like the area over here is really cool. Everything's super close. If I need anything, I just go down the street. It's awesome. You guys doing loft or house or apartment? condo? Condo, yeah. Condo life, man. That's tough as a working musician. How does how's that work? Lot I mean, other than a lot of headphones and you know quiet mixing during the daytime. Actually, there's a we live like around a bunch of old people, so it just works. <laughs> like I I've asked my neighbors so many times. I'm like, like I think I moved in here like six years ago. I was like, hey, if my work is ever bothering you, please let me know and nobody said anything like i've gone over there i'm like hey i was up late last night you know did i did i disturb you they're like huh i'm like okay perfect they don't come they don't knock on your door and like andrew do you have to use the f word in your music so much why do you hate the government and all that kind of stuff no thank goodness oh man yeah i haven't had a single complaint in fact i don't i have never lived somewhere Aside from when I you've lived never with my lived parents. anywhere, I've never lived anywhere, nowhere. How did you, how did you accomplish that in such a short time? <laughs> oh, but oh, I, I, I've never so had any good. complaints. It's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Uh, it appears that I have already clipped my audio, even though I said oh, it'll probably be fine. Uh, <laughs> I usually I usually run this with an engineer, and I'm engineering from uh, my. Uh, my mouse over here that as you know 
viewers now you know listeners now you know it's okay we're um, doing it on the fly yeah on the fly we'll do it live i'll bill o'reilly reference for Fuck it, it. <laughs> uh yeah so i uh this is a curse cursing friendly podcast i just try not to uh be the one who shattered that glass <laughs> Uh, there have been a great many of them uh like the first i think uh i think the first seven of them were all clean with the exception of maybe one f word or a shit or something man i was wondering about that like honestly because i remember i remember your stance a little bit like way back in the day with with whenever we were talking about music you're like ah you know it just doesn't need the language you could totally do without the language on on some of this stuff and i was like oh my gosh if i go on here am i gonna just slip up and he's just gonna be like get the fuck out you know? <laughs> <laughs> no no and, and uh in defense of my argument back then i think it was that oftentimes i, I presume we were talking about either hip-hop or heavy music which uh we're obviously both big fans of yeah uh i it becomes a crutch it, it becomes an um no totally a, uh, totally you know what i'm saying yeah 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 like instead of instead of using you know being creative and using your words to do something different you're just saying the, the same thing that everyone else says way too much way too much yeah it's just it's a comma but you know that's uh as all words there are uh you know you use them to evoke a certain emotion and sometimes they're appropriate i'm just don't be a dick about it no i'm pretty much on the same page with you on that hey uh how come none of the burying the trend stuff is out there for me to find when I'm ready to listen to it? Because <laughs> the uh, the album expired, uh, like the the reup expired. I want to say like, gosh, four or five years ago. And I think Joey has the has the account for that. I just uh, need to, we just need like, to put it back up. Okay, so it's you. T- you're talking about as as far as the digital the distribution platform copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you do? Would you guys use TuneCore or CD Baby or somebody? I think it was TuneCore way back in the day. I think I did like, that with the jazz thing. It was. I also let mine expire. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I, I, I still use it now. Like I, I actually just do use you? it with, uh, with all my work, and yeah. like w- that's the thing is like once you start getting it going and you have like three or four albums with it, it becomes worth it. You're like, this is really convenient. Yeah. Um, but like if you're, you know, like if you're just if you're trying to make it work at the first time it's just an uphill battle it's like oh i have to re-up again this sucks okay well and so for uh my viewers and listeners that that don't know all six of them uh tell us uh how and how would you when i when i try to explain your job to people i'm like yeah he you know he he makes video game music but that's only kind of what you do because you make you do your you do your thing and video games uh were like hey we want this in our thing can you kind of explain that a little bit yeah um so i'm a composer is, in, is the, that a in the game question <laughs> no 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 it's fine it's fine um i'm a composer in the game industry but i'm also a sound designer so like Sound effects, uh, voiceovers, uh, ambient, uh, like character like, voices and, th- and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm Dope. actually, I'm, I'm quite a I few. I bet you and... would be great at that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you uh, give us some examples. <laughs> um. Oh man. Like everything I do, I like pitch my voice around. So not really nothing that I Copy. could. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, like I, I, the main thing that I'm known for though is is writing music for behind games, and 
stretch, uh, structuring that out in a way to where it works in engine for the player so that it works dynamically and it's supposed to invoke, you know, I want you to invoke a certain feeling here. And then whenever you walk into this room and this happens, this invokes this certain feeling that tension and release in a more intricate level. Yeah. 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 On a, on a crazy level. Like every time I think about it at the end of a project, I'm like, God, there's so much that goes into this. I don't want to do it again, (laughs) but I end up doing it again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, but, uh, you know, it's, it's long form art and long form art often by the end of it you're like I just want to be done with this. Yeah. And then you get some distance and you're like holy shit that was badass. Yeah, I that's do that again. That's <laughs> the thing is like like you just once, need a little relief. <laughs> yeah, once you're like 6 months to a year out and you look back you're like oh my gosh like I did that, you know? Like it's it's awesome but like in the moment you're like oh <laughs> Like, well, and you're, you're talking about uh, the the way that it's uh, like interactive with the player's experience the, as far as the music. Like that's a really immersive level to have to do thing. Do you do you? Uh, so this is kind of like I guess a, a composition question. Do do you theme uh, like? I don't wh- whether it's areas of a map together and then things change uh, or you know uh f- f- phrase and adaptation like classical style you know what I mean not really um but yes at the same time <laughs> doesn't make any sense like I'll look at no, one level and absolutely not and absolutely not. <laughs> I'll look at one level and like let's say it's like they estimate it's going to take 20 minutes for somebody to get through it, right? And then you look at the sections of it and you go, here's your intro. Here's where the meat of everything's happening that you're going to experience for most of the time. And then here's an ending section. It's They're, they're built, literally, if you look at them from top down, you're like, this is built and structured like a song. Like, if you, if you look at it, you're like, that's your intro, that's your verse, that's your chorus. Now we need a bridge and there's your ending, you know? Um so I'll I'll look at it kind of like that as hey walk me through what what you're doing and then I'll just figure out an idea like I just ask them to cap some footage or I cap some footage myself or they give me a build of it so that I can go home and play the game and then I'll run through it a handful of times and I'll just sit down with with nothing and and just kind of go all right what is it is it I don't know let's just pull up some synths let's you know, play the guitar, let's mess with... Find some sounds to become inspired. Right. Yeah, yeah. Just finding that first sound. And, like, that's, like, that's so hard. <laughs> it, it can be. But, you know, uh, I would also bet that there are other times where you walk in and you're, like, uh, just stumble right into it. At least yeah, that's the, yeah. That, that's the way it's been for me and for a lot of the people that I've written with. And, and man, when you stumble into it and you just fall into like just this amazing thing that you're like, oh, this is all just working. It's so good because yeah, like it's just like everything's just flowing. Yeah, it's like connecting on that on that level, like uh, f- f- you know, getting the music to its platform and getting yourself out of the way kind of a that's how i talk about like playing an instrument or whatever it's like you you practice all the different things so that you can get out of the way between the music coming out of your instrument and the music you hear in your head yeah 
that's kind of what I've always tried to teach the students, but none of them ever listen, so I don't teach them anymore. Hey, you taught me. That's true. I, I taught you, and yeah. here we are. Here we are. We sat on a bus in... in, uh, in like on the way to and from LA, right? Yeah, 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 that's right. That was that was me, you, Ferg. Yeah. Yeah. And Mongo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. So crazy. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to take off track. I was just like, "Yeah, no, hey, you taught okay. me some things, dude." It's all Uh, yeah, those are some I'm I'm thankful for some of those experiences, but I feel like I wasted a lot of my life messing around with all that crap, but <laughs> it is it is what it is and again i got some just absolutely incredible stories like the pantera stories especially yeah totally dime, dime bag jumping in my suburban trying to get me to run over vinny's tree <laughs> hey man and, go run over that tree <laughs> uh, pull over there man pull over there. hey it's like I, I don't really feel comfortable running over that obviously that's, that's your brother's brand new tree and he goes yeah, probably not a good idea. We'll get out. And then they got out. That's after me backing all the way down the super long-ass driveway in the rain, in the dark, hit the gate that's halfway down. I get all the way down to the street to park after loading in yeah. to play in his living room. And as soon as I get down there, I mean, it takes me like seven minutes to get down this hill. Dimebag and three other people just jumped in my Suburban, and he yells to the top of the hill, and when Dimebag yells at the top of the hill, you go to the top, you of, go to the the top of the hill. Oh, so <laughs> there's so many red flags just like in that <laughs> where you're just like, no, wouldn't do that. No, no. And then you go, but it's, it's, but it's Dimebag Daryl. And you're like, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. It was like, I didn't even have to think about it. And totally. I just so happened to be listening to ZZ Top and he just pointed at me and goes, ZZ Top. <laughs> and uh, I was like, <laughs> Uh, I think because we were doing the we were doing the Trace Ombres thing, so I was probably like listening to a solo or something. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, Trace Ombres. Playing, Holy shit! Yeah, the ZZ Top tribute and yeah. Vinny's living room. We did like three years in a row, I think. Uh, Bob came one time, and Bob Stick Bob over here. Stick on the, Bob, sh- shout out to Stick Bob on the in the usual guest chair. Sup, dude. Figured, good rep. Sup, dude. <laughs> Figured that would be a good representation. <laughs> Uh, of our our link together because that's where we met at domestic yeah it studios. is bob is bob is the connection how did you get hooked up with bob uh you just uh, did he put a studio ad out and you guys were like <laughs> it was in the recycler bro uh recycler. N- <laughs> this is a terrible lars ulrich joke i'm sorry <laughs> no um some kind it of was, monster it was somebody it was a it was like a a waiter at, Ch- at chili's that, that was right. yeah that um we would all go hang out over there after after school like just for a while like i think it was like 11th grade something like who, that who was it because i used to work at that chillies but it was uh, before bob was a it, it, would i be lying if i said i thought the name was shandy i don't know if you'd be lying or not but the shandy is not a is a name of a shitty beer that i've had i don't know anyone named that as a person i i can't remember i can't remember i i welcome um, back to gear and shitty beer <laughs> but they entered like they knew that we were a band that would come in there and like every now and then they would just ask questions and kind of probably like what kind of music oh have you written anything and we were like oh we're we want to record somewhere but we don't have anywhere and they're like it he was like 
the waiter was like, I know this guy, Bob, who comes in a whole bunch. Um, I should introduce him to you next time you're in. And I was like, damn, yeah, there's sure. some overalls. And like this, just this crazy beard. And I was like, this oh, man's I forgot gonna- he used to have that stupid ass yeah. goatee. I remember when they first. I had one too. They first introduced us. I was like, oh my God, this man looks insane. Like, right <laughs> <laughs> he's like just a yeah, big you teddy were like, bear. What, eight, 18? Yeah, 17? yeah. I was like 17, 18. So I was like, uh, oh, you know? <laughs> yeah. Were you guys all the same age? Joey was a year yeah. older, and so was Joey. Jason. Oh, Jason was too? Yeah. Okay. And you and Mikey were the same age? Yeah. Well, same, like, different classes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grade levels in school or whatever, right? On. Yeah. And you guys went to Rowlett, right? Rowlett High. Rowlett High represent. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I didn't go there. I went to Garland High School, and I'm, you know, I'm okay with it. Um, I was just listening to Sports Radio 1310. The ticket! ticket. And they were doing a story, a community uh, quick hits that everybody likes. And it was about uh, community coyotes. Quick <laughs> coyotes tried to... Uh, tried to like get a husky they like came into its backyard and there's like video security camera footage of these two uh coyotes like doing like a pinch trying to pinch this husky and yeah like, kill it and eat it oh and and it kind of like crawfished and started attacking one of them and then the owner finally came out and they ran off or whatever but like coyotes try to kill a husky bro not even like a fat old corgi or something a just, husky it's like a regular it's like three yeah. times its size yeah 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 <clears throat> they must be hungry or something i don't know but uh <laughs> that's neither that's neither here nor there uh we were talking about stick bob and you were uh how you met stick bob and then we this went to be, huskies in garland we went to huskies and they called us the coyotes what was it the, no what but was, you guys were what was the movie uh, that that talked about Garland and the apocalypse? Uh, that would be Zombie Land. <laughs> yeah, and you'd think that this is blah 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 part of the zombie apocalypse, but nope, that's just Garland. <laughs> it's like you know, yeah. I would have recognized anywhere in Garland they could have showed me. Cause yeah, yeah, same. I, anywhere I didn't ride my bike all over, I drove my car all through. So I don't. It was so, obviously somewhere in California. Or yeah, it was somewhere on a set somewhere. Room. Yes, no doubt. Um, so are you in the middle of working on a project now? Or are you just kind of like a big one? Um, like some top I, secret that you can't talk about? If I, if I was, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I, I, I can tell you this, though. I'm working on five different projects at the moment. Okay. Yeah, so I can, I can go Is that it far. That serious of NDA that you can't even tell someone you're working on something? Uh, I can say I'm working. I just can't say who the employer is, what the work no, is. No, yeah, 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 I, I yeah. wouldn't. I, I don't want to pry. I was just like, but you're there's you got five different things going on. Yeah, yeah, five different th- cool. things. Like a couple of them are between friends, and like we've just worked together for forever. So Barry and the friends? No. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I, that's always been one of my favorite jokes that I ever created was calling you guys Barry and the Friends. Ryan Regis's mom took that and ran. By with the it. way, Ryan Regis uh, was 
in this town and did not bother to contact me and the only reason i even know is because he posted a picture of some hot chicken and said should have called john newsom who's a guitar player that lives here from texas yeah and i was like yeah and me too bitch <laughs> you heard it here first ryan call him next time no i definitely let him i let him know oh good i said uh and me uh hello uh alert so uh, no. so ryan is our friend who's like me does he work for live nation or is he just like an engineer now or what what is he even doing no nah, i think he's uh he's going back to just being like an engineer i think uh recently because he was he was doing like during the pandemic he was just doing like uh av stuff for a long time oh really yeah yeah just to kind of make make get by but i think sure, he's, sure, he's sure. going back to like the whole live sound and like playing gigs and everything now that's dope um i think he was here on vacation does he have a wife or a girlfriend no, he, well, he he could have a girlfriend over there. I don't know. That's right? very if possible. You can hear us, call in. You can't hear us. This is not live. <laughs> if you hear us, give us a call. Yeah, that would be awesome. Taking yeah, live phone a- calls, that, that'd be a disaster. <laughs> It'd be a disaster. I have, I have no desire to hear from anybody <laughs> I would, wants to comment on all the I things I've said wrong it. so far. Because you could just hang up on them right in the middle of it, you know? You just, yeah. <laughs> That, yeah, you know that would be great comedy if this was, a, was like more of a slapstick radio show. But I have real serious questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I have I've had some, and I've got some real stupid questions for you later for sure. Let's go. Um, so I, I did want to ask you. You are uh, what I would call a bit of a technology rebel. You don't use Apple. You you're not a you just like you do things a little bit different you're uh you're a left-handed cigarette you're uh you're you know <laughs> yeah outside the box so what kind of what kind of what's your rig what's your like uh your computer and recording interface and setup all that kind of shit uh yeah like I anything totally... that you feel comfortable telling people i don't want no to it's fine you're, um like i build everything do, from the ground up because i love doing that stuff um uh, the computer I record with is a i9-9900K for the processor. It's got 64 gigs of RAM that are all at like 3200 megahertz on the speed. That's like really fast DDR4. Uh, there's 8 terabytes of uh, SSD, uh, SSD hard drives in there for samples and like VSTs and How many libraries. terabytes? Uh, I want to say it's... Oh, man. I... I'm gonna be lying here. I think it's I think it's at least six bays of two terabytes each. I think all of like VSTs and plugs. Yeah, like a ton samples. Yeah, uh, lots of samples is probably the bulk of that, right? Yeah, samples like just any kind of if there's a new drum sample company that I'm like that sounds better than what I have, or it sounds like I can use something there like maybe i really like the snare i'll just buy the entire thing and i'm like yeah let's let's so are you pro are you pro i'm sorry to keep stopping you down you're okay but are are you are are you flying anybody is anybody flying you live drums are you programming everything programming everything i do everything here uh i just considered getting somebody to fly you drums on something yep yep. i've uh i've been floating that idea for about the last six months and i'm just talk to my you need to talk to my buddy billy freeman about yeah oh yeah i'm familiar yeah you need to talk to billy i'll probably reach out to both of you guys at some point i just have to find the right project to be honest yeah you let me know you need somebody to yodel and play mandolin i'm your dude bro you got it the next first person shooter with yodeling and it it could be a mando feature (laughs) 
when you're doing a a game about elves and wooden uh uh magic no we'll just do it if they ever reboot duke nukem we'll just we'll just redo all the soundtrack with that it's all good that sounds good i know so little <laughs> about video games I, I the only time that i played video games in the last 20 years is when i lived with billy freeman and he had a ps3 and all that we did when we were at home if we weren't playing music or watching music documentaries we were killing people on whatever that game was the most popular shoot em game of all time probably a modern there. warfare yeah two yeah two was awesome that was great it actually was pretty awesome yeah that was good multiplayer but it was the last game i ever I, I played that i seriously uh with the exception of like you know mario kart 64 you ended on a good one morning or something. yeah it was you know but there's all there's all kind of games out there and i just i have so little time to do the things that i want to do now that just seems like senseless for me to get bogged down in that yeah it's not for everybody i used to like i enjoyed it as a as a kid playing games i also not that great at it so that makes it a little easier to just be like yeah fuck that (laughs) (laughs) i'll I'll stick to stuff that i feel decent at because doing something and feeling terrible is not my favorite speaking of video games that you played on that subject uh i remember you always calling goldeneye clob no, that wasn't me. That was Bob. Oh, that was Bob. Okay. Yes, I I hated that they did that. You'd be like, "Hey, let's play some club." That was Bob. <laughs> so that was but, like Bob and Scott and Mitch. All those guys set, called it club, and I hated that. Funny story about that. that <laughs> I was I was in. Uh, I that was, was in, the last game I played before Modern Warfare. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was in uh, Las Vegas uh, for the. Uh, dice awards which is like a, a game awards thing uh in like 2018 i think it was either 2018 or 2019 and i uh they were having all these round tables where if you were there and um you know they they accepted you to do like all these business things like all these people from the industry would come over and you know if you wanted to chat about a subject you could well one of the people at my table was a guy a, like some type of creative executive for microsoft and his name was kenneth lobb and I, and I was like, I was like, Kenneth Lobb. I was like, why is that last name so familiar? And like he, the first thing he says is he's like, yes, I worked on GoldenEye. And I was like, Clob. And like, it, just, it just came out. <laughs> is he uh, the namesake of the gun? Yeah. Like the, uh, the developers like had a really good time working with him because apparently he just gave a ton of good ideas and had like a really good sense of humor about shit. So they just named that gun the Clob. I'm just going to go ahead and say that, uh, having a bunch of good ideas and a good sense of humor about shit is a good way to go into any job any yeah totally (laughs) (laughs) too many people out there pissed off about having to be at work it's like you know what don't come to work (laughs) yeah just have some good ideas and a good sense of humor it'll take you a long way especially in the creative field it's because like we're you know there's there's beautiful art and pain but that doesn't mean that you should seek pain yeah you shouldn't suffer that's for sure you can't you know the the whole world's out to get you mentality there there's a drummer uh around town he's an older dude and like since become a punchline he used to work for a major artist uh and i can i will tell you not on this podcast (laughs) yeah just go ahead name drop it it's okay Yeah. yeah and this guy was so out of touch and he was like reverse uh he he was like jaded and also as 
uh, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. So he was like just an idiot and not very good and trying to like trade people autographed by the artist like crappy Les Pauls like this artist autographed this Les Paul. Oh, I, I, I'll be we'll trade for cash or a Jeep or a Jeep a Jeep. <laughs> So I, I poked the bear a little bit on that one. I messaged what kind of Jeep, and he he was looking for a Wrangler, and I and I said, sorry. I just I was I was gonna like be a dick, and I was like, you know what? Not even worth it. This guy got his got enough problems. But I was like, you want to trade somebody that does not want this guitar for a for Jeep? a Jeep? You're like, posting. What are you doing? Yeah, you're posting it in the Facebook page for Facebook local gig workers. No, not even in that. Like the the Nashville Gig Finder page, oh. or, Na- or Nashville Gear Marketplace. <laughs> like, there's just like, some guy out there that's like, I can't wait until someone finally has the list all the for so I can trade this Jeep. <laughs> but scouring all the forums for this jewel signed, and I just got guitar. this Jeep that's just waiting. Yeah, <laughs> somebody out there's got a Wrangler with my name on it. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, that's real stupid. <laughs> Dear Beer. I think I got about 30 minutes left on the GoPro just for reference, but I'm also recording the screen, so that might not even be a problem. What do you got, like a two gigabyte card in that GoPro? <laughs> Something like that. Cool. Yeah. Nice, yeah. N- nice preparation for this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I went and got a new webcam. <laughs> oh, this. I thought you said you already had the Logitech. No, oh, like I, just... I had one, but it was it's garbage. It was like 720p. Oh, good. Yeah. I, Every now and then, not every now and then, almost every time she turns the TV on and is watching regular TV, I go downstairs to my girlfriend and she's watching 720p on on our TV. And I'm just like, why are we doing this? It can't, how do you not notice how you can't even read stretched. any of this crap? Yeah. This the, even the subtitles are blurry. <laughs> and the TV we have down there is no peach. Uh, I It's bigger than this. T- so my monitor up here is just a a 50 inch tv and that's yeah. like a 58 inch tv or something stupid it's very old and just barely works enough to get by picture is actually pretty good but it's just like how can you not see how horrible the quality of that is <laughs> um i don't know how i started talking about that you're good uh, about 45 <laughs> minutes ago we were talking about the rig that you used to do your work <laughs> so the rig is uh i9 processor yeah we yeah got it. It, what's next? i9 9900 k 64 gigs of ram a bunch of terabyte ssds or two terabyte ssds uh it's got a graphics card in it just so that i can offload any of the work for drawing the screen and allocate it all to all the power just to the the cpu um it's also got a uad octocard in it what uh, is that 
So UAD OctaCard is a PCI card made by Universal Audio that okay, you slap I in there. Okay, I have another dumb question. What is a PCI yeah. card? <laughs> it's all good. Uh, do you remember how a, a, a PCI card looks like? Um, it's like a single slot that slides into the motherboard, and it's basically oh, okay. just adding another small computer in there. Okay. okay. I, didn't, I, I didn't know what that is. I didn't know what it was called. Okay. I, w- I would have never been able to come up with it. But it's 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 really cool. Uh, they come on these really nice PCI cards where they actually like it's ridiculous. They they dip the PCB the print circuit board into like white paint and then like all of the solder looks like gold on it. It's it's super cool. I was like, wow, this is this is unnecessary. But little, okay, yeah, a little ne- next level aesthetic <laughs> for no reason for something for that no reason that I'm going to see no one can see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It'll but look cool if you ever sell it. It's a yeah. It's an OctaCard, and it'll look um, cool when the government comes to take it from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You didn't pay your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking this, <laughs> but it's got eight processors on it with uh, what are called Shark processors. That's right. And, Microprocessors. I don't know. Microprocessors. You don't know what they Frank. are. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I was just watching that. Uh, I'm so sorry. I can't hear the word processor and microprocessor. Yeah. Microprocessors. Frank. That's right. Those. <laughs> what a great. What a great. Anyway, uh, microprocessors. No. So so it's got uh, eight CPUs on it. Um, that are all like shark cards. That's their own proprietary thing that you can use their plugins with it, and it doesn't hit your system at all. All of the workload is all, all the DSP, that. as they call it, is right. distributed through those little slots. Yeah, so, so you can do like you expand your system a whole lot more. Interesting, but yeah, it's it's all that, and then my interface is a RME uh, UFX. Never heard of any of that. It's just a big single channel RME unit. They're RME is an awesome company. Uh, they build their own drivers and their own connections, like like their USB and their FireWire. They actually write their own drivers and printed circuit board for it. So like, okay. there's they're flawless. Like they've always been flawless on Windows systems. No blue screens, no nothing, no issues. It's it's great. Super I'll, uh, stable. I'll try to remember to put a link to that. Yeah, when I, when I post this. Uh, I don't even remember what episode this is. I'm a f- unfortunately several. I'm not. It's not that unfortunate, but uh, most. I think we're like a month behind. So, this will come out in a month, is what I'm saying to you. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but I will. Uh, which is what I'm saying. You the the other helpful thing about it, the engineer is that he makes notes as to what it is that I need to put put links to. Ah. that would be too much of a pain in the ass for me to just do right now um are you still drinking coffee at this late in the day i'll be up late man working yep you just and like to- and playing games with jason jason bates <laughs> that's funny <laughs> do you how late do you typically work recently <clears throat> excuse me recently easy easy <clears throat> recently i haven't uh I haven't been staying up that late, but typically two o'clock, sometimes three. Every oh, now okay. and then four. I'm about to say four gets four gets late. When four I play, gets super late. If I play a what they call a late shift in town, uh, and I only do that for certain people, I'm just not interested in doing it anymore. I nah. usually get home about three thirty in the morning, and that puts me in bed like four 
4.30 if I'm lucky. Man. It's tough for – the gigs end at 2.30, but by the time you get paid and push all your crap up to your car in the parking lot and get out You're of the parking done. lot. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, then drive. For me, I'm like 30 minutes from down there. Oof. Um, but, you know, that's way better than the kind of travel that I've got tomorrow. I, I got to fly out tomorrow at 5 o'clock to a place that like eight planes fly a week. So I'm going to fly – out of here at 5 30 and finally get to my destination at midnight after, oh my god after connecting in detroit with a two-hour layover what oh my lord allentown pennsylvania ever heard of it me uh, either neither yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and we're playing in a at a like i think it's called the great allentown fair and we're opening for uh carrie underwood who is obviously a major artist so it's right. gonna be a, a a big production as a matter of fact i just, I just remembered that the uh somebody called me that i forgot to call back about that so i will do that after this um after this podcast i mean uh hopefully i'll remember <laughs> um yeah but you know the the whole late thing like that that used to be me for sure the first couple years that i lived in town most of my work lived in this town in nashville most yeah. of m- most of my work was downtown because i didn't move here with a gig sometimes dudes do a lot of times actually dudes move here with a gig already i didn't have one uh and so i was only working downtown and when i was like hitting it hard i was playing you know t- 12 shifts a week six seven days a week man and like my average bedtime was like 4 30 5 30 in the morning it was rough I, man i think the latest we ever whenever we were playing downtown i think the latest we ever got home was like two o'clock yeah so we'll see so the bars are open an hour later here in texas oh. like everybody has to be out at 2 a.m yeah he, yeah here everyone has to be out at 3 a.m Oof. okay that makes more sense. I was like, "Wait, what?" You know. I mean, most most bars try to get everybody out as soon as the band stops. They they start pushing them towards They're the door. Like, get out! Yeah, yeah. It's, but dude, down down on Broadway in Nashville is where you will find the most trashed individuals that you have ever even considered witnessing, and there's <laughs> just thousands of them. Everyone down Amazing. there at eleven thirty at night is so drunk walking to your car you have to avoid piles of puke and fist fights and like it's like uh mardi gras if mardi gras were filled with douchebags who wanted to fight that's so bad it's not quite that crowded but on the weekends i mean it gets insane there's a lot there are lines everywhere and all kinds of crap that's rough but you can make a whole shitload of money as a musician so it's nice to have if you don't have a road gig and a lot of the road guys are also playing down there like anybody that's any good and likes to play music plays down there just i guess it's one thing if you're on the road and then otherwise slammed with sessions but there's not you know there's a bunch of dudes that do sessions here and they pretty much don't do anything else because they don't have to yeah so the road guys are playing on broadway and hitting sessions when we can and it's interesting but right um, on i 
I like, you know, now that I've got a, a good recording set up, like I, fl- I fly, pl- I fly, play, play, I fly people tracks and I do demos for people here. Like when I, when, when I do rights and nice, you know, I, I'm doing this podcast. I do my cooking videos. I, I like the working at home thing. I've got this space that's set up pretty cool and it's, it's, in, you know, fun to be in here and be creative. Yeah, like having that space at home and like yeah. just being able to do the whole digital thing, that's awesome. And there's but nothing like, like, you know, firing up some mics and having cymbals bashed in your face. Oh, yeah, for sure. For a it's, second, I was like, I was like, wait, where's he going? When you said fire up some mics, I was like, is he talking about Mike's Hard Lemonade? I don't know. Why. Yeah, fire up some Mike's Hard Lemonade, bro, and just shotgun it. Yeah, yeah. And then play Sweet Home Alabama. And then Alabama. right in the session, bro. Yeah. Is that a Quake shirt? It is. Oh, look! You see, you know your games. I I know my branding. Quake just had its twenty fifth anniversary. I played that game like the first one. Mm-hmm. Like that's how long ago I was playing video games when the first one came out, and I was like, ah, I was like, I just want to <laughs> play. I just want to play Goldeneye. <laughs> what was the? There was a game that came out after Goldeneye that was supposed to be Perfect Dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. didn't like it the only cool thing it had was like some of the multiplayer stuff uh it had some really interesting like online capability no no nothing oh. like that like uh like split screen but like you could do things in that that people hadn't seen before like um and they wouldn't see again until i think like halo where you could put down things like sentry bots and stuff like that like just basically ai that would work for you in matches it was pretty interesting that is interesting yeah um did i send you that or did somebody did you send me that chris poland no did you did i send you that chris poland video no do you know chris poland is yes um it was awesome man like the way that guy thinks about the guitar i mean this is like a video from six years ago so he's an old man Okay, I thought this was going to be something bad. I was like, "Oh no, no, no!" no, no <laughs> okay, no. good, good. No, Chris, Chris Poland's super interesting guitar yeah. player. I, I believe the he the original lead guitar player for Megadeth, correct? I think that's right. Him and was it was Gar the drummer or was he the bass player? I don't Gar know. I, I think no. I think Ellison was been the bass player the entire time until he got fired for diddling uh online people or whatever <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah you know what? I, I think I actually, that's right you know what i i retract i retract that because that's shitty of me to do to somebody who's only had one tick against them and there's some sort of lawsuit because he maintains that it was a properly legal and consensual yeah like that's that's what i've seen too but i have no i have no idea i don't know the guy you know? Yeah, ex- exactly and i yeah and i don't want to be part of that kind of, not that i'm a part the of slamming the, the media yeah. but uh i would hate somebody trash talking me for something that i did or didn't do and they don't know anyway um how many jacksons you got sitting over there behind you none how many esps <laughs> Or support San Antonio. Uh, none. What is uh? What is it? There's a bass over there. It looks like a jazz bass. Here, let bass. me go through. 
So we've got, I got an endorsement from Caparison recently. During I've, the I've heard stuff. the name. I've never played the X. Is that a Dude, is that a so thirty nine string? Is that a harp? It, is that a is that a get it, harp? It's it, it's a fifty string. Oh. yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I knew you'd say something like that. <laughs> uh, how many but, strings is that? Eight. Eight. What is yeah. the tuning? Uh, B. No, G G sharp G sharp. I'm sorry. Low G I'm, I'm sharp. I'm thinking of the baritone. Yeah. I actually tune it down a full octave though. A full octave? Yeah, we do. I do some crazy stuff with uh, uh, using the bass as a guitar and the guitar almost as a bass at times. It's really strange, but it sounds awesome. Are you meaning to say octave? Did I say octave? Yeah. Yeah. I don't as see in, how the tension would work. Uh, it's so the scale and the fretboard on how big it is and how long it is. I think this is like twenty-seven and a half or something like that, or a little longer. Sure, the standard baritone. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't tell you how they get it to hold, but it does. What is the gauge um, of the... St- is it the whole guitar tuned down a whole step? I yeah, mean, a whole for, octave? Well, well, a, a like, not, not, not really, not really. Like, like it's mostly, like, just the first three strings. That sounds like such a cliche. What do you Are use, you, do you the mean, first three strings? <laughs> do you mean step or do you mean octave? Octave. As in, as in E... Normal E, right here, yeah, and then octave down E, right? I don't know what. Uh, I mean, maybe. <laughs> so you're you're saying the lowest string is an octave below the sixth string of a six of a standard of, six string guitar. Yeah. Okay. What I understood you saying was you tuned that entire guitar down an octave. And there's just no way that there would be any tension on any there's, of there'd the There'd be strings. no tension over here. Yeah, yeah. There would be no tension no. anywhere. Oh, it would, yeah. it would, it sorry, would be, sorry. It would, that would be how you take your guitar in an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my lingo is a little messed up. Sorry. But yeah, it's, 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 it's like, it's, it's super, super low. Um, and I, I generally keep it like, I don't know, like G sharp and sometimes, uh, just like straight E all the way down. I guess another step. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, man. Okay. Okay, man. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Comparison eight string. Mm. What? What's that color? Is that like uh, gold? No, it's just like a. Uh, it's like just a wood grain. Okay, it's. I can see that. Now, this looks. Yeah. The the light seems kind of. Yeah, Yellow-ish. weird on it. It's yeah. like this is kind of a yellow light in here. Bitchin'. The pickups on those things are awesome, by the way. Does comparison make them? Yes. Copy. Yeah, they're they're sick. That they SM7 also, picks up more room than I expected. They also gave me a uh, a seven, which is I uh, just keep in standard seven tuning. So that's just the extra low string, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just B, and That's that cool. one's in green. I'm not not the biggest fan of the color, but it's a it's awesome. I've got a blue PRS. I call it the Rigs of Dad Blue PRS. Rigs of Dad. You know that Instagram account? <laughs> no. You need to. I need to check that out. Apparently, that sounds amazing. It's exactly what you think it is. It's it, imagine the Onion, but it's an Instagram account about dads playing guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to check that out. 
it's ridiculously funny. That's awesome. Sometimes it's like they're like article captions. They're like somebody wrote this whole stupid ass story, and the they always use like the same three or four bars, and they just have the dumbest asses names that they can come up with. <laughs> Magruders and you know that's not right. That that was just the first word that popped in my head. It's stupid. Magruders. Yeah. <laughs> this one's a uh, like just a Schecter eight I bought quite some time ago. I think I may have seen that. Is it like purple or dark? Yeah, it's blue? like it's like a weird translucent that goes between like blue and purple. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's kind of a cool color. I really is it like a it. solid body or is it chambered? No, it's solid. Yeah. It's no Schechter has some cool chambered stuff. I don't know if they did it in a in a I don't think they ever did anything like that in like an eight. I think I've seen in sevens like that though. I've never I don't think I've ever played a seven or an eight string guitar. Really? I played I mean I play the five string bass. I'll let you borrow need, one if you want. I need I need to borrow one. I need somebody to give me one. I need someone to sponsor this podcast by giving me one and we'll talk about it. You can borrow this one next time. I'll, I'll be this, in town this weekend. <laughs> this is another seven. And it's just another Schecter that I got a long time ago. I, I really liked them for a long time until I got something that had some. It, 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 I got something that I was. It was what I was looking for, but I didn't know how to ask it. And that was what I got with like comparison stuff was I just wanted something that could hold on while I'm, you know, like if, if I'm getting really aggressive with picking. I don't want something that's just going to throw itself out of tune over and over again, even though it has like a 27, 27 and a half inch scale. If I want to be aggressive, I want it to track well and I want it to track articulately. Like I, I want to be able to hear each individual string. Yeah, and that's you, what those those pickups were really good at, like really good. It's, so basically it comes to just like voicing the pickup so that the there's clarity in the lower frequencies well, more I, like the the high mids and like and 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 oh, rolling really? off some of the lows, yeah. So that I would can think that there would percussive. be intro. Okay, interesting. I, yeah. I would think the yeah. problem would be in the muddiness and string separation uh, down to your G shops and all that. <laughs> yeah, your G shops. So that was a that was a Schecter two, right? Yeah, that was a seven. Two Schecter and- sevens, a comparison eight, or two uh, two sevens. A comparison eight, a comparison seven, a Schecter eight, a Schecter seven. And you'll probably, re- you, you might recognize this one. I still have it. This is the baritone. Oh, okay. Is yeah, that, that's is, a Schecter two, right? Yeah, that's from whenever we used to play shows. I actually only keep like three strings on it. Oh, at any good. given point. <laughs> There's a guy in town that plays a two-string bass, and it's the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> I actually, I was using this. The only reason I kept uh, three strings on it was because... Uh, the last project I was using this for, I was bowing it. Like, I was putting it through, like, about three or four pedals. Like, a really long delay, a really long reverb. And then the uh, the rainbow machine. Oh, I've got bowing one of those. It. Yeah. It sounds trippy if you're doing it. How, like, Do you remember the settings the... on the rainbow machine? Do what? Do you remember what your settings were oh, on the I rainbow? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, like, I, I would just experiment and twist knobs until I got something I liked. The bass player from Cartwright, my fusion outfit from back in the day, hit me up today about one of our live performances that I was rechecking it out. And uh, that was like when I was using the Rainbow Machine to blast off into outer space 
at any given <laughs> point. It's like hitting something and then turning, hitting the magic button and starting to mess with Start all to those. Go, yeah, yeah. Sounds like <laughs> yeah, a space echo on steroids. Oscillating into outer space, bro. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Is this, that a strat? Uh, yeah, it's an American Ultra. Oh, it's a newer strat. Yeah. The last ten the years. Standard tuning. How What's old? Up? Last ten years. So they've been doing those, right? The ultras. When are what year? What they don't now, do the ultras ultra are, anymore, right? Ultras are, uh, I think, within the last like four or five. Oh, okay. Um, because you, they replaced, if I remember correctly, they replaced the. Because uh, they got the, the elite, was, the ultra, and the and the professional, and the yeah. They got a bunch of different lines. Say, how is anyone supposed to even keep up? Like, yeah, it, it, they they really like they've completely they've they've added way too many models to the market. Well, I think that their plan is flood the market and keep diluting everyone else's sales. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's working, especially because Gibson can't pull their heads out of their bottoms. No, not at all. It's like you know what they're great for. They're they're great for hats. You know they're great for hats and and <laughs> awesome guitars. But one out of every eighty five. Yeah, I was about to say five hundred. But yeah, okay. Well, and then they had all the all the wood fiasco. So who even knows what they're making those things out of? Old fences. I don't know. What, what did they call it for a long time? They were like burnt maple or something. Like the government stole all their woods. Oh, you got you a Getty Lee five string? <laughs> no, this is also a. Uh, I think this is a yeah. It's an American Ultra too. It's a five. Oh, if they call that an Ultra, it looks yeah. like back. It in does the day, look like Getty Lee. Yeah, the the well, did the block inlays. Yeah, but yeah. They, the my buddy Wes has one that's a deluxe that has those. I think that's oh, really? an older an older series. That's what I was thinking. Like deluxe. Like I think these basically used to be the deluxes. Well, and he's got an Ultra. Uh, Two, it's like a burst that he was just talking to me about recently. Oh yeah, and uh, he he loves it. I mean he he just gets bases and does what he does makes them sound all the same way, which is great because he's the best bass player I've ever heard in my life. I'd really like a uh, like a just like a some type of music man just as an accent, just because those I don't I don't, I don't like know what those. it is about the humbuckers that I I really enjoy them on mixes. There, let me rephrase. I said I don't like them. I like the two bases that I have that I play are my vintage P and my modern five string jazz. And well, the modern is I say modern, it's a 2009, it's still a passive bass. I swapped all of the uh, I was I literally kept this the original pots and pickups and just put better connective wires between the pots and it's it sounds night and day better nice they use yeah, sometimes the, that's all it takes they use the trashiest you know you know they made their wire out of old solder or something oh i thought you were about to say old socks made their wires out of old, uh, socks, old socks bub. <laughs> and this What's was that? what you got there this is the first guitar i ever bought with my own money this is uh I think I bought this in like 2004, 2003. It was like shortly Schechter. after we first met. I remember huh? that guitar. It's a Schecter, yeah. right? Yeah, it's just a regular C1 from like 2003, 2004. Is it black? Somewhere around there. Black and no, cream? It's, it's that, no, it's that stupid red cherry. 
Oh like, yeah, yeah. The one that the one that Wine you saw red. every metal kid ever with. Well, I have a I have a ninety three or ninety five Les Paul Studio. I remember that I played and it, that, and it's that same stupid dark red. It's like wine red. Yeah, somebody yeah. made too much of that color, and I guess yeah. just the stain and started selling it to guitar. They companies. started, yeah, they sold it to everybody. <laughs> Please, just come take it. We'll give it to you for free. <laughs> I'll trade you a Jeep for it. The funny thing is, a guitar that sounds as my my guitar played great. I just never, and I guess I could keep looking. The technology keeps changing as far as pickups. I just could never find find a a pickup combination that made the guitar sound like I thought it needed to sound. Not to mention that no matter what I did as far as output level of the pickups, the neck. It, it, let's let's say I had a I have a six point zero in the neck. And I have a 6.9 in the bridge. And the neck is about eight times as loud as the bridge pickup. Weird. It's real weird. And it, it not only is it loud, but it's muddy and unusable. Yeah, like that was that was always my experience with anything that wasn't a... Uh, like a, a VOS with Gibson where they actually throw in like some of like the hand-wired stuff where it's... Um, like antiquities basically like their yeah. version of antiquities those sound so, amazing those, what they call those the 57s or whatever yeah like 50 57 uh, classics or classic yeah 50, yeah something like that yeah and duncan I, duncan put them said, in like calls the them r7s them, and the r9s and yeah it's yeah and I'm, and duncan calls them like their like their version is the antiquities i think yeah antiquities i'm familiar with um they're still a little dark for my taste i like really open humbucker like as like un- non-wax potted poles humbuckers probably wouldn't work for what you're doing with the amount of gain that you that you sometimes use it, like uh i've got so i've got these uh these klein is a pickup maker out of denton texas and i've got mm-hmm. his 58 paf in the neck of my prs and a 59 paf in the bridge of my prs and the only thing like this dude bought all these old pickups and like sent them to labs and got them tested for the qualities of the alloys and like as closely wow. as he possibly could reproduce them to the fact that he spent thirty thousand dollars on this machine to properly round the edges of the covers to make them authentic to the original design of the PAF to My make God. these pickups and they're the best sounding humbuckers I've ever had. I was about to sell my PRS because I just couldn't open it up. It was too dark. I, I tried the Grissoms. I tried the McCarty pickups. I tried the Dragon 2s. I tried two two other sets of PRS pickups. I can't even remember what they're called. Um, now, this is also a long time ago, so they've got a bunch of new stuff now that's totally different. They may have something that works great for what I'm looking for now, but then they did not that, that, that yeah. I could get my hands on. And I put those two in that guitar and like it it's a PRS, just, so it's just built, opened up. It's built yeah. to the hilt and it plays like a million bucks. It, yeah. It's it's an extremely reliable guitar from a play playability standpoint.
You said you had a piece of gear you wanted to talk about. Yeah. So, this thing. Have you ever seen one of these? No. It looks like it's called a Lyra 8. For our listeners, it, it's got a mixer-looking layout. I'm assuming it is a drum machine or perhaps a drone synth. Yeah, drone synth. Ding, ding. That was a really good guess. So... Basically, it's eight oscillators that you can have feed into each other, um, and you can tune them all separately, and you can have them come in at different times. When or you, you say can have them all feed hold. into each other, what does that mean? Uh, like um, crosstalk on a mixing board, like old analog consoles. Okay. Th- they can do what's uh, what's called crosstalk, where a little bit of uh, one channel bleeds into another. Interesting. And you can control how much bleeds into the other, and it actually manipulates the waveform. That's so, pretty badass, actually. Yeah, you can actually get some really, really, really interesting textures out of it. If how you sit how old is the, is the crosstalk thing on, present on boards? Like, how old a board do you need to see that? Oh, my gosh. Uh, nowadays, they simulate it. Really? <laughs> which is, yeah, which is insane. Um, but you can you can find them on, like, some of the old Harrison consoles, Neve consoles had them. Uh, so you mean, like, big studio consoles? You don't mean, like, a... Right. A live Mackie rig or something. No, 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 no. Like Copy. like big old studio consoles. Gotcha. Um, the one that's like most famous for it, I think, is a uh, Harrison. Oh, gosh. Harrison Ford, I think. <laughs> Get off my plate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you like that? I did. <laughs> no, some of that voiceover uh, work we talked about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it pays big bucks, man. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, no, it's like it, I forget which Harrison it was, but it's the one that they did Thriller on, and it's like this big like beige board, and it was known for crosstalk because each channel sounded really good over top of each other, especially when you squeezed it through something like an LA two A or a uh, eleven seventy six, yeah. and that that was that was the big thing with it was the crosstalk. Everybody always talked about it. So but yeah, it like, just gives you like crosstalk between each other. So when you do the crosstalk, it's now that single oscillator is actually manipulating multiple different sounds and just totally yeah. changing the texture. That's pretty yeah, badass. It's it's, it's totally t- changing the waveform into like basically almost folding. Like it's you're going into weird, weird abstract territory. This and, will uh, this will shock none of my listeners or viewers, but I don't know anything about synths. <laughs> you got to spend the day over here. I do. Yeah, yeah. I do need to. It's it's got a a uh, analog delay built onto it. Um, you can actually set the delay as a parameter built into some of the crosstalk, which is really weird. Uh, it's got its own drive circuit built into it, which is like really super harsh. Which yeah, it's all I could. Want is it difficult like to this. control the chaos? Does it end up in chaos a lot? It does end up in chaos, and you have to you have to kind of be like real touchy with it. So, sure, that's that's been my. I mean, just for example, like the super delay. Just, let's, let's say we're just talking about delay. Like the yeah. further you get towards crazy, like the the more sensitive all the controls become. <laughs> yeah, you have to just barely touch the feedback. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's it's kind of like that with most controls on it. Um, so you really got to throw on like a set of headphones and. You know, like a good reverb and just kind of mess with it slightly as you go. Okay. That's cool. But it's awesome. I've used it on so many textures. There's a there's an album that I'm going to push out in like about six months that every single track has it on there. I loved it so much. I put it on everything. 
So what's is, what is the album? Is it just it's like your solo thing, or is it like uh, music of composer of digital for, game yeah, it's composer? For a game. Okay, yeah. Uh, I haven't gotten to the, like uh, writing my own stuff again yet, and I don't even know what that would sound like anymore. I would um, be interested to hear it. I, I think it would be com- I, I think it would be fun. Um, I think it'd be completely different than anything that. Are you doing you- vocals like in music on this stuff? No, 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 no. Um, I I still try to keep those chops up, <laughs> but no, I, I haven't had anything uh, that's required my voice on games since 2013. Oh, musically, man, uh, I'm I'm real frustrated to hear that. <laughs> well, I mean, like it, it's weird because um, if you try to, it, it, it's actually it's my it, it's mostly my choice. They give me a lot of freedom with how the music goes with everything, and so if I was like, hey, you know, I really want to sing on this, I I think that they would let me. Like most of these guys would. There's a few developers that I'm sure they'd be like, no. You know, our customer base wouldn't dig on that. But um, for the most part, it's like immersion breaking, I feel like. Uh, if you're sitting there and you have just good music while you're experiencing something that's cinematic cinematic, or like gameplay-wise where it's trying to make you think um, sure. and you hear vocals over it, it kind of pulls you out of it a little bit. Whereas well, so, if you just have instrumentation, it's, it's, it's a little different. So here's what I imagine, because again, I... Unfortunately, I haven't heard anything that's not been clips of something that you posted because I just don't. I'm not a gamer. I don't play the yeah, game. Yeah, that's... But what I imagine and what I would like to hear, based on what you described, how you go about it, is like the the application of the long tone, like screams as texture or growls as texture and it's like it's not you're not using words you're not trying to tell any kind of story or use lyrics to deepen whatever it is that you're doing just like using them as other textures background big reverb kind of like way push back yeah yeah like that would that would totally work uh with like uh like kind of like a like a horror sci-fi kind of game and I, i've thought about that you know what the last game that actually did that was what quake oh really <laughs> yeah that was that was actually trent reznor his voice is all over that of course it was yeah of course it was trent reznor <laughs> uh props props to trent reznor he is an insanely creative dude and very little of what he's done could be described as bad by anyone truly observing it as what it is which is yeah there's Real, definitely really stuff that I'm not, not the biggest fan of. I mean, I like, don't like all of yeah. his music, but what he's yeah. doing and what he's done for his entire career and just all the different places he's taken that is awesome and very respectful. It's amazing. Yeah. And find find me someone that sounds like that ever. You, you can't. Yeah. It's, no, it's, it, the dude, it doesn't exist. The, whether he's singing or just programming and creating, you know, uh, cinematic music like it sounds like him yeah whether you're like, listening it, it, to head like a hole or the social network soundtrack <laughs> and it's weird too because like it, you wouldn't think that you could you could identify that so fast with somebody but like whenever you hear a synth that either him or atticus ross has touched you're like that's got to be like nine inch nails like it, it, it's, it's just got a thing to it it does. And you know what that is? You know what I figured out what that is for the most part? 
What? One of his favorite synths I'm actually trying to get a hold of, and you can't find it anymore. It's it's called a Swarmatron. He put it on a ton of stuff for texture, and it sounds like just this overdriven monophonic synth that glides. But it's done in a fashion where it's eight oscillators that are built into this big thing. It's weird, dude. It's the weirdest thing ever. You'll have to like put a picture of it or something like that up. Okay, yeah, it, for sure. But it's But it's like a piece of tape that you just run your finger on and you just get get the notes for and you put tape where you think each note is and then you can bend the tape that's on there and get different pitches bend and it's, it can it's, you like by pressing it down pressing it down and moving it back and forward yeah I, i've seen that i've, I've yeah seen it's that. called a swarmatron okay yeah yeah they're and they're just super hard to find it's like a, a rectangle uh like 3d sensitive touchpad right back and forth left and right no 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 this one this one is like all like it, it looks like it was built in like the 70s or 80s like it looks like a big soviet piece of technology oh, it's weird okay what, yeah, what i'm talking screen. about is definitely newer than that and come to think of it i think it had a name and it was not swarmatron i think it was called like the wonder board or something like that i can oh, probably find a photo oh. of it I think it was like black or gray. I think guys like Jordan Rudis from uh, formerly of Dream Theater and yeah, uh, whatever the guy that's doing it now, uh, the, that guy. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Swarmatron. Here we go. Swarmatron. Yeah, I know. It totally sounds like that, right? God in Swarmatron. <laughs> Here you go. Shout out to Megadeth. Um, uh, there it finally adjusted. Oh, okay, yeah, that looks like a Soviet battle station. Yeah, right. It looks all weird. That's a pretty cool piece of gear, comrade. <laughs> comrade, <laughs> turn on all the oscillators, comrade. <laughs> did you do did you do the golden eye russian voices <laughs> i am invincible man um yeah <laughs> there there was an old computer game and i can't think of what it was like in the 90s it was uh like a shooter and it was in german it's in german uh Are you thinking of wolfenstein maybe like like you're escaping from like like nazi germany like a big tower no this was like a computer game computer game in german well all, you were fighting germans maybe it was wolfenstein was yeah wolfenstein? it totally sounds like wolfenstein and and like you would shoot them and they would yell mein leben mein leben yeah that, that's a wolfenstein okay i don't know so, why i just thought of that but little story um Wolfenstein, Doom, and Quake are all developed by the the same people, and they were actually all, were all developed. What's the name of that company? Uh, it id Software. Id. It was yeah. ID. It was all yeah, like ID. Um, it was all developed ten minutes from us, like while we were growing up. It was all done in Mesquite. In by Mesquite, like, but yeah, by like nine people. And are you like, sure it wasn't <laughs> in South Garland? No, um, uh, South Garland, I think, was 3D Realms. They had a th they had a building over there. Okay, because that guy lived in uh, Scott the Boy Neal's neighborhood. Yeah, uh, I want to say was it was it could have been Apogee. Yeah, 
Apogee Software became 3D Realms, or like it was they were okay. So that's what it was. It was Apogee, and it was located at the corner of uh, Broadway and Winjoyce and Garland. And now I think it's a Goodwill. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, that guy drove a Porsche and lived in this uh, weird house in Scott's neighborhood. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that was probably either George Broussard or Scott Miller. Okay. Yeah, we'll say it was Scott Miller's better name. But <laughs> I I played Doom. That was about the last video game or computer game I played. I liked Doom and Mist. Mist. Mist just got a remaster too, dude. Like just a few days ago. Oh, oh my really? Yeah. It got a re-release and a remaster. I saw so many people playing that like just a few days ago. <clears throat> I was, I mean, presumably just terrible. I liked the puzzle kind of games like that, but yeah, it was just a... It was just so far above my head. Yeah, a like the, a bunch of that stuff is just so like abstract. It's, it's abstract it's, and like yeah. den- and densely so. Yeah, yeah. I don't think of, I ever finished the original Mist. How, is it even possible to finish it? <laughs> it just We're keeps creating new. It's an AI. The first <laughs> AI just keeps creating new levels it for like 25, you. 30 years. Yeah. yeah, until you become a sim. <laughs> in the city and whatnot until you become a sim <laughs> uh i really hope that you start incorporating the the verbi background uh scream collages yeah like i actually that's that's a good point um i should actually try that with- you totally should it's a totally new it's not even if especially if you haven't been doing it it's just a new texture for you to play with and yeah use all- I, I could probably do that actually with a project i'm working on right now uh is it always heavy stuff or the no do you get into a lot of like electronic stuff and like mm-hmm. yeah so like, like there's there's a lot of ambient texture stuff there's uh orchestration like i do a lot of orchestration mixed with synths okay. just to get, keep it weird when you say uh, orchestration, you mean like string samples, strings, uh, uh, brass, Bra- okay. um, like Tycho's, you know, like That's traditional cool. or like modern, modern do cinema you, stuff. Do you have somewhere like a, a link tree of any of your work on SoundCloud or something that we no, could... just, just go to Holshult dot com, H U L S H U L T dot com. Okay, so good. There's somewhere I, I need to go because I want to hear this stuff as well. Yeah, because it's I, you just I click on each album. Okay, well that's badass. I'll yeah. definitely put that link up. I, you know, I I always like better. I always liked your <laughs> your your band's music, man. I thought that was I thought it was great. EA, I was, I, yeah, I love that. I loved EA. <laughs> I I was just waiting for you to find the right pieces to like really pull it together. Because it it was always it was always you and Joey and everybody else was kind of like you know hanging on to each one one of y'all's legs. Yeah, we were all we were them. all still materializing as musicians. We were still young, you know what I mean. And I don't know yeah. whatever. I, obviously, I've I've seen Bates. I don't know what he's doing musically, but uh, dude, towards the end, he like he, he definitely was really- way better at the end. Oh my goodness! Like, like uh, he, I couldn't keep up with some of his rhythm stuff that he would he would come up. I was like, "Damn, man! Like, that's you're gonna give me carpal tunnel or something." Like, geez. I went to uh, this uh, 
motorcycle themed brunch spot yesterday and i was in yeah. milwaukee for the last few days yeah. and uh the lady that seated us had a lamb of god shirt on and <laughs> in my in my head was <laughs> yeah totally man yeah you cheers. guys turned me on to all that yeah cheers man you're drinking JMO Black? No, it's just regular JMO. Actually, uh, I was bringing JMO Black out, and Taya, uh, my girlfriend, was like, "Hey, I bought you that little tiny bottle. Why haven't you touched that?" And I was like, "I oh, will do that right now." I've got a, speaking of little tiny bottles. I have this little tiny bottle of Eagle Rare. I finished my oh. Blantons at the beginning of the podcast. Oh. I'm gonna pour a little Eagle Rare. There you go. I poured a little bit earlier, but it was not enough to last for very long. Um, man what was what were some of i we got you into lamb of god dude lamb joey of god, got you into scar symmetry lamb of god scar symmetry no so joey didn't get me into scar symmetry I oh got, really he he knew about him by the time i found out about him and he, oh, okay. he was just as into him but yeah you guys turned me on to in flames uh i remember this is back in the day of uh when burning people cds was a thing because Joe, oh my used, God. Joe used to burn me a bunch of CDs. He burned me. <laughs> I had it in flames, uh, whatever the record before come clarity. I forget what it was called. Yeah. Um, I had laid to laid to rest or ashes of the way or whatever the ashes name is of the wake. Yeah, yeah. I had that record. Uh, he gave me that one. He gave me a, as I lay dying record and he gave me a, He gave me something else, um, but like from there, I just I started Pandora-ing based on a certain band, and it opened everything up. Then yeah, I, I find a whole bunch of stuff. Opeth yeah. and Scar Symmetry and Car Bomb is my favorite now. They all uh, are inferior to Car Bomb. <laughs> they are crazy <laughs> are you familiar with that band no 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 oh, i have to check my, them out after this oh my god the record is called meta i will link it in this v- description because it is one of the best just as a person who can appreciate all styles of music even the ones that i don't like to listen to yeah um like it's just one of the best records i've i've heard and you know they're not a huge band they likely pay for a lot of this record themselves, and they definitely look like dads on stage but the music is like it's like <laughs> it's mathy but it doesn't seem like it it seems chaotic but it's not chaotic like between the buried and me chaotic it's like chaotic is in good luck tapping your foot so kind of like uh, whenever anyone was first introduced to Meshuggah. I would I would call them an American version of Meshuggah. Meshuggah. Okay. Yeah. I dig that. It's, uh, they're, all of their records are awesome. Even the first couple that don't sound very good. Yeah. It sounds like I should have listened to them before working on I think they're from them. New York. <laughs> they're, they're from the Northeast. I'm pretty sure they're from New York and it's, it's the earlier stuff has like thrashier elements and then um are you familiar with the the emure record false love in real life no okay 
Well, there's aspects of that too. Um, or if I, like I've listened to them here like quite a bit, but I'm not familiar with, specifically with a record. That's another another band that my man Jojo turned me on to. And uh, man, I you're one of my, I've I've got a few buddies that are into metal, um, but the only people that I have to talk to metal about, and apparently not even you, you're not listening, you don't know who I'm talking about. <laughs> but uh, my buddy Lyndon, who is usually the engineer of this podcast, is in the metal. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, do you know Mark Letary, guitar player Mark Letary? Yes. <clears throat> He's a buddy of mine, too. He did the podcast. He was the fifth cool. episode. Uh, and he is also in the metal. And one night during the pandemic, he and I were just, he was like on his phone. I was sitting at my computer and we were just sending each other YouTube videos of, have you heard of this man? No. And then send a, a link kind of thing for like an hour. Yeah. And, uh, car bomb was definitely the best thing that I sent him according to him as well. as according <laughs> to me. I have to check that out. There's a bunch of really crazy bands, man. And it's, a, it's kind of weird. It, it's, it's a two, it's like a two sided way to, to look at, the musical landscape it's like it's so easy to get stuff out that there's a lot of shit that you have to wade through sometimes to find yeah. something that's like actually worth listening to but yeah. when you get to that thing that's worth listening to it's like maybe this thing wasn't possible without having to first wade through the trenches to get to it you know yeah so that's kind of like where i am w with that but it when you find the good stuff, I'm glad that it's easier now to get to access it rather than trying yeah. to like you know, find music. something at like a, yeah you know trying to find something at like a a friend who has it who can maybe burn you a CD or like at a record store or something yeah, like that. Totally, yeah, totally. But yeah, but oh, it's Scar Symmetry, never heard of them. Uh, yeah, can I get like, them at a record that store. Was, that was a nope. thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you sure yeah, can't. Yeah. Yeah, you can get a record <laughs> store in Sweden. That's uh, that band was still pretty cool after Christian Avelstrom left to go do uh, Miseration and Solution Forty Five, but they replaced him with two dudes. Each had a different singing voice. They could both sing real good, like that guy. And yeah. he could do every level of the the growl to the scream to the shriek. And he had a huge, like, good singing voice and range. And the two guys that replaced him, like, each had their own growl or scream and kind of separate ranges that they sang in. But the guitar yeah. players, the drummer, and uh, presumably the bass player stayed the same. The, be the, the two best members of scar symmetry were definitely per nelson who is the bald guitar player who is the most virtuosic the other guy is kind of like what i would call uh sweden's version of a of like kind of a country dude playing metal yeah. he's just like he's got like a raw more raw sound to him like less polished than peer per just kind of in your face yeah, yeah it's and it's like what he's playing is cool he's a great guitar player too and he's got all the chops that you could hope for but whereas per is like puts together these incredible like th thought out phrases of uh you know 
tapping and sweeping, and he's just like raw speed and aggressive, like thrashy metal kind of guitar playing. Yeah, I, f- I find something every now and then that I really like, uh, like like these days um, with like newer bands, like newer heavy bands. But I'm I'm really 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 selective, and I feel like that's kind of a bad thing for me. Uh, but I think it comes down more to production. It speaks too, to your is, don't. What's up? It speaks to you. I, I was a very country of me. I said, it speaks well, no, to you or it doesn't. I said, don't. No, yeah, yeah. You're, I mean, you're totally speak right. Speak to you or uh, you don't, man. <laughs> yeah. But well, like, I also think I'm kind of like, it comes down to production. Like things have to hit a certain way or I'm just kind of like, I'm kind of lost. No, I, uh, I, I get it. I, it's not as big of a deal now, especially with all the remastering that's happened in the last 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, that used to be my biggest problem listening to like, classic jazz albums and and like classic rock and roll and country stuff it's like um i just can't really hear what's going on like i can hear the overall thing and this vibe is great and i love listening to it but if you know let's if i'm listening to george jones from the 60s and you know then i turn on the brothers osborne from 2019 yeah, and it's like, oh, whoa, it's hey, like, holy yeah, yeah. fidelity, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is completely different ball games. And yeah, also, it is. like, it's hard to compare, but like, I think I've gotten. I think what your point was, I got to where I can get past the production to a certain extent on a yeah. lot of kinds of music to appreciate the song. Yeah, but one of those kinds of music where that doesn't apply is the heavy stuff. Yeah, yeah, like the production definitely. Like, that's part of it at this point. Yeah, it sounded like shit back in the day because that's just how it had to sound. But it doesn't have to sound like that anymore. (laughs) And even some of the early records that were, that like, you could could go back to, like, they they still kind of hold up. I mean, not all of them, that's for sure. Not all of them. Uh, Uh, Can you... Can you think of one a, a specific one off the top of your head? Oh yeah, like the like the old like like big four records. Most of those are okay. Um like you know, your When you say big four, you're referring to Megadeth, Metallica, Anthrax. Oh yeah, sorry, and, sorry. Yeah, Megadeth, Metallica, Anthrax, Slayer, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Most of those records are okay. Like they hold up all right sonically. Um I agree. I'd say I'd say uh Slayers and Metallica's probably hold up better than the other two. I disagree. Meg- I think Slayers don't sound very good. And yeah. I think I think Megadeth expects especially the remastered Megadeths sound amazing. Yeah, the remasters sound awesome. So much more oomph on that kick drum and the snare. Yeah, well, I, you know, that was just a thing figuring out that low end. Yeah. In the 80s it was a they were developing a new like a whole new, a whole new world of metal, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not only that, but they were still dealing. They were fighting back and forth with like the uh, the hair metal bands on like you know your snare has to have this much reverb and like your drums have to sound this big and yeah. So that stuff was bleeding into their production as well. When really it's like you're playing it like you know 200 BPM. You don't need verb gated verb on your snare. It's okay. hey what's up gearheads thanks for listening many thanks to this week's awesome guest andrew holschult of dallas texas this is the first remote podcast we've done and we were having such a good time that it went especially long 
so I've split it into two separate parts. All the links will be provided in the show notes, as always. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe and turn on your notifications for this podcast on YouTube and follow us on Instagram. If you're listening to this podcast, just know that each episode has full video and is available on YouTube. Thanks again for listening and tune in next week for the second half of Andrew's podcast.